you are clear to enter. Welcome to Pizza Planet. Welcome to Pizza Planet, a Pixar podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Garrett. And, and we're, we're your delivery, delivery guys. guys. Bringing you a square box of round, hot, cheesy Pixar goodness. Mm-hmm. We've got a bounty of slices in today's feast, so let's dig in. Greetings, Pizza Planeteers. This is Ben. On today's episode, I'm writing solo and bringing you another audio essay. So sit back and enjoy this lava letter to Up. My first vivid memory of watching Up was in college. My best friend Jeremy, his roommate Andrew, and I were hanging out in their dorm room talking about filmmaking. Because, you know, we were film nerds and all. Andrew was talking about how he hated cheesy dialogue and that he loves it when films have characters that communicate without dialogue. He then pulled out his laptop and showed us the famous and heart-wrenching montage scene of Carl and Ellie's life together from the beginning of Up. I distinctly remember my mind being blown by how much was communicated and the emotion that was packed in in such a short amount of time with barely any dialogue. It's such an incredible scene that still brings all the waterworks every time I see it. My next vivid memory of Up was with my then-girlfriend, now-wife, in her dorm room years later. After that time watching Up together, we would regularly text each other quotes from the film as we dreamed up the things and places we wanted to adventure together someday. Quotes like, Adventure is out there! Or, The wilderness must be explored! We even went to a costume party at church once as Carl and Ellie, and we won Best Couples Costume. I remember dancing to the Married Life song, and everyone on the dance floor shouting, No! when the music changes to the sad part of Carl and Ellie's life. The DJ then fast-forwarded the song to when it was happy again. It was hilarious. My most recent memory of Up was just a few days ago. Sarah and I watched it together in preparation for this podcast episode. I don't think I've ever teared up as much as I did with this latest viewing. Being married now, I have a whole new appreciation for this film that I didn't expect. My wife Sarah and I have been married for three years now, and we've been unable to have kids so far. So we can definitely relate to Carl and Ellie's struggle of infertility. We've also had two miscarriages, which has been such a hard journey. So we can also relate to Carl's grief and loss. But in order to unpack that, we first need to take a deep dive into the movie. Okay, here we go. Up is a film about a grumpy old man, Carl, and a young wilderness explorer scout, Russell, and their adventure to get Carl's flying house via balloons to Paradise Falls in South America the place Carl's deceased wife, Ellie, never got to see. The film is ultimately about dealing with loss and grief and how to move on when you lose someone you love. In that famous montage scene at the beginning of the film that I mentioned earlier, we learn that Carl and Ellie became friends as kids through their love of Charles Muntz, a world-renowned adventurer and traveler. This is where we first see Ellie's adventure book, where she plans to document all her future adventures when she grows up. Ellie welcomes Carl into the club by giving him a grape soda bottle cap pin 
and makes Carl swear that someday he'll take her to Paradise Falls by making him cross his heart with his fingers. We then see their love story unfold as they grow up, fall in love, get married, and build a home together. They then learn the heartbreaking news that they can't have kids due to infertility issues. This prompts Carl to give Ellie her adventure book to encourage her with the idea that they can still go on the trips they always talked about as kids. We then see them doing life together. Carl works as a balloon salesman and Ellie works as a bird keeper at the zoo. We watch them save up money for their future trips, but then having to continually spend their savings on emergency expenses. Eventually, they grow old together, and Carl realizes that he never took her to Paradise Falls, the place he promised he'd take her. Carl buys some plane tickets, but before they can go, Ellie gets sick. We then see a balloon drift across the hospital room and land in Ellie's lap that was sent by Carl, mirroring the way Ellie sent a balloon through Carl's bedroom when they were kids. Ellie hands the adventure book back to Carl and eventually passes away. Carl is elderly now and is a grumpy, lonely old man. He lives in a neighborhood that is being taken over by a large corporation. But Carl isn't budging. A young wilderness scout named Russell knocks on Carl's door, asking him if he needs help with anything in order to gain a badge. Carl rudely shoots him down. Carl ends up hitting a construction worker in the head because the workers accidentally damaged the mailbox that Carl and Ellie painted together. Carl ends up going to court and losing, thereby losing his house and being forced to move into a retirement home. Carl says nah and flies away by way of hundreds and hundreds of balloons attached to his house. Carl soars above the town and heads towards Paradise Falls, South America, to finally fulfill his promise to Ellie. Carl's house is essentially a metaphor for Ellie and his relationship to her. Carl built his life with Ellie in that house and made countless memories. His belongings in the house represent all of his memories with her. After she passed, the house, in a way, became Ellie. Carl even talks to his house and calls it Ellie several times during the film. Mid-flight, he finds out that Russell accidentally boarded the flight before takeoff. Carl reluctantly lets Russell join the journey as they sail away until they hit a heavy storm. During the storm, all of Carl and Ellie's belongings get thrown around in the house, and Carl freaks out trying to protect them from breaking. On a deeper level, Carl is trying to preserve all of his memories with Ellie and hold on to what's left of her. Eventually, the storm sends them directly to Paradise Falls, but on the opposite side of the falls. They end up crash landing, and they can't climb up to get back into the house to fly it, so they decide to walk the house to the other side, which is a several-day hike. During the journey on foot, 
Carl and Russell are strapped in via Carl's garden hoses as they walk and guide the house along. Since the house is a metaphor for Ellie, Carl and Russell are literally carrying the weight of Carl's loss on their backs. It's amazing writing. During their journey, they befriend a wild bird that Russell names Kevin and a talking dog named Doug. They eventually get tracked down by other talking dogs who are looking for Kevin, and they take them captive to bring to their master, who ends up being Charles Muntz, Carl and Ellie's hero. Carl and Russell board the spirit of adventure and quickly realize that Muntz has gone mad after decades of looking for the Kevin bird. Charles threatens to harm them in order to find Kevin, but Carl and Russell escape. Eventually, Charles finds them and captures Kevin. Muntz sets Carl's house on fire, and Carl lets Kevin go in order to stop the fire. Russell is heartbroken and can't believe that Carl would let Kevin be taken. There's an interesting connection between Carl and Charles Muntz. Charles becomes so obsessed with trying to hunt the Kevin bird that it causes him to go mad. He becomes stuck in his past in a sense, preventing him from living. This makes him the perfect villain to juxtapose Carl. Carl is also stuck in his past. It's starting to consume him too and affect his morality. Ellie was a bird keeper. Charles is a bird capturer. It's brilliant. When Charles captures Kevin and Carl lets Kevin be taken away in order to protect his house from the fire, Carl is slowly turning into Charles and become everything Ellie wouldn't have wanted. He's so obsessed with his past that he's losing his morality of protecting Kevin and caring for Russell. He thinks he's saving the house for Ellie, but we know that's not true. The house isn't Ellie's last wish. Russell is. That night, around the campfire, Russell lets Carl know that his dad isn't around much for him. Eventually, Carl drags the house to the falls. Feeling accomplished, he relaxes in his chair in the house. He uncovers the adventure book and finds a page he had never read in a section entitled, Fun Things to Do. Ellie tells Carl, thank you for the adventure. Now go have a new one. Carl realizes that the adventure she always wanted was simply living life with Carl. It was never about where they traveled together. The relationship was the adventure. Carl was the adventure for Ellie. He fulfilled the promise he made to her by loving her each day they spent together. This makes Carl realize that his new adventure is Russell. There's a beautiful image we see right after Carl finds the hidden page from Ellie in the adventure book. Draped upon Ellie's chair is Russell's scout badge sash. Carl puts on the sash as a sign of embracing his new adventure of being a father figure for Russell. Carl leaves the house, but Russell has already left to find Kevin. Carl starts throwing loads of belongings out of the house in order to lighten the weight of the house so it can fly in order to go save Kevin and Russell. He's letting go of memories so that he can make new ones. It's yet another amazing metaphor. Carl realizes that he can go up 
in his life when he lets go of grief, but he goes down when he holds on to it. He's learning to let go in order to hold on to something new. Eventually, Carl and Russell rescue Kevin, and Carl has to let go of the house in order to escape months. Carl lets go of the house as it sails away into the clouds. He tells Russell, it's just a house after all. But inside, he's really saying, goodbye, Ellie. I've got a new adventure now. They then fly the spirit of adventure to return Kevin back to her kiddos. Carl gets Russell back in time for his wilderness explorer ceremony, and Carl stands in as the father figure for Russell. Carl gives Russell his grape soda bottle cap pin, which he coins the Ellie badge as his highest honor to give. The final scene is Carl and Russell sitting on a curb playing a car counting game, the same game Russell used to play with his dad. Ah, it's so good. What a movie. Russell helps Carl find a new adventure by becoming a father figure, something Carl never had with Ellie. Carl helps Russell have a father figure when his biological one isn't around. It's so cool. More alien slime coming right up. Gone are the primitive days of feasting on fear and scoring scares. No longer is a monster measured by the horror that he inflicts. Because Monsters Incorporated is pioneering a whole new kind of energy to power your city, come meet our talented jokesters who are responsible for the Monstropolis power grid's 120% surge. I used to be a janitor and I told jokes to my mop. Now I tell jokes to kids and they love me. Think you got what it takes? Sign up for Monsters Incorporated's open auditions. I'm Monsters Incorporated. It's laughter we're after. Has anyone ever told you you can't do something? Don't let the cynics of the world stop you from doing what you love. And if what you love is cooking, then we have a book for you. New from By and Large Publishing, five-star chef and best-selling author Augustus Gusteau has a message for the world. Anyone can cook. That's right. This provocative and insightful text is more than just a cookbook. It's a carefully crafted literary experience designed to draw the inter-artist out of cooks of any age. Whether you're a seasoned chef or a blossoming baker, Gusto's bold philosophy on the culinary arts will get your creative juices flowing. Pick up your copy of Anyone Can Cook from wherever books are sold. Here's your refill. Enjoy the rest of the show. The film, as I said earlier, is all about loss and how to move on. Carl became attached to his past with Ellie. He became a bitter, lonely old man that couldn't move on. He had prevented himself from relationships and newness in his life. But once he opened himself up to a new adventure and relationship with Russell, he found a new purpose and joy in life as Russell's new father figure. So let's bring it around town and bring it back. 
now that we've unpacked the story, I can explain why I appreciate this film so much as a married man. The scene during the montage scene, where Ellie finds out that they can't have kids, reminded me of the moment that Sarah and I found out from the doctor that our first baby didn't make it. The anguish I saw in my wife's eyes broke my heart into a million pieces. So that scene hits in a whole new way now. Seeing Ellie's grief as she sat on the chair in their backyard reminded me of all the times I've seen Sarah saddened because of her longing to be a mother. Seeing Carl look for ways of cheering Ellie reminded me of all the times I've tried to lift Sarah's spirits up. Seeing Carl let go of his house as it descended into the clouds, thus saying goodbye to Ellie, reminded me of when we had a burial and a funeral for our two babies, and watching the gravedigger slowly cover the casket with dirt as we cried and said goodbye. Seeing Carl let go of his past and embrace new relationships in his life reminded me of all the memories we've made with family and friends, some old and some new. Learning how to process loss and grief has been a long journey that we're still on. This film has a lot to teach us about how to let go of past grief, move on, and embrace the newness all around us. There are always new adventures ahead, and like Carl, we're learning to keep our eyes and our hearts open to whatever lies ahead. Because adventure is out there. This essay is dedicated to my lovely wife, Sarah June, and our kiddos in heaven, Francis Xavier and Bethany Marie. Whenever I'm feeling down, I take a little peek on the inside of my wedding ring. There's a message inscribed on it that Sarah had put on it when we got married. It was inspired by Up, and it always lifts my spirits. It reads, You are my greatest adventure. Thank you guys so much for listening and for being a part of the Pizza Planet Sears pack. Share your love for Up with us in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Whether you've seen Up a hundred times or somehow never checked it out yet, do yourself a favor and go check it out on Disney+. Plus. See y'all again next month. So until then, pizza out.